Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Welcome to episode number 64, where I'll be sharing with you all about my book, its title, why I wrote it, what it's about, and some juicy bits in between. Hey there, I was just about to say good morning and I realised it's actually the evening whilst I'm recording this, so good evening, good morning, good day, wherever and whatever time it is where you are and when you're listening to this. So welcome to today's episode where I will be sharing with you my book, but not about the book itself, more about my reason for writing it because I was asked the other week what made me decide to write the book. So I thought the podcast would be a great opportunity to share that with all of you rather than um, just explaining it and sharing it with people who ask me the question. Because the reason that I wrote the book is really what the book is all about, Um, which probably makes no sense at all unless I give you some context. So let me do that. Let me share with you now why I wrote the book. So for those of you who do follow me and have maybe heard some of the previous podcasts or you're connected with me on um, Instagram or somewhere out in the the world of social media, you'll know that um, I've been writing a book for the last two years and I have finally finished it and I did my cover reveal last week, my book cover reveal. So it's almost ready to go. I say almost. I think there's like a few things that I don't know that I need to do yet, but I'll work that out over the next few weeks. And it's officially going to be available from the 1st of February 2023, which sounds like a million years away, yet it's three months because we're already in November. So this year is quickly coming to a close and February will be here before we know it. And it's an exciting time of year because I know that So many people will wait until January to set goals and think about what they want. It's almost like um, November through to December is a downward slide of letting yourself off the hook because, you know, it's the end of the year and I'll get started again next year. Whereas if you were to use the last couple of months of 2022, thinking about and working towards and planning to bring this year to a close in the best way possible, then heading into 23, you're going to be going in on a high with you're already going to be up and running. You're going to have energy behind you. So you will go into 2023 with so much energy that where most people are kind of starting their New Year's resolutions, you'll be thinking a new year. What? I resoluted a long time ago. I'm in this for the long haul. So why not use the next couple of months to begin thinking about how you want to close off this year and how you want to begin 2023 and beyond that so that you can really start creating that life that you love, the life that you want to wake up to and be excited about every single morning. So um, I have no idea where where I was going with that. So let's talk about the book. But anyway, worth mentioning and maybe we'll do a podcast on that very thing so that we can bring the year to an end on a high ready to take 2023 on like no other year we have before. So my book, 
which is called drumroll please I'm not sure if you can if you can hear that through the microphone so it's called activate your RAS and that's your R-A-S which I'll explain in a moment so it's the art and science of creating your reality that's not a word your reality from the inside out. I'm really going to have to practice this a little more on. I'm ready for February. <laughs> but anyway, so it's Activate Your Ass, the art and science of creating your reality from the inside out. So your RAS, your RAS stands for your reticular activating system. Your reticular activating system is it's a bundle of nerves at the base of your spine that acts like the gatekeeper to your brain, to your mind. So it decides what's allowed in and what's staying out. And when I say allowed in, I mean, what are the things that you're consciously aware of day to day? So what are the things that you notice outside of you? Because there are millions of bits of information happening outside of us constantly. And we couldn't possibly be aware of all of them because our brain would go into overdrive um, and it would crash. It would be like a computer with too many tabs open, too much stuff happening all at the same time, and it can't cope with it. So our brain filters stuff out. There's a whole process that it goes through, which I talk about in the book. Yet your reticular activating system plays a crucial part in that because it decides what what are you going to see and what are you not. Now, this is why, and I'm sure you've all been there or experienced it, if you have heard of the law of attraction or the fact that you can create your reality or maybe even not. This is why when you decide that you want a certain car or you want to go on holiday to a certain destination or you want to buy a certain pair of shoes or you want to work at a certain company, whatever it might be. And this may be something that has never been on your radar before. It's just something that you've decided like yesterday. Suddenly, it's everywhere. So you're walking down the road and that very car that you barely even noticed before is everywhere. It's like everybody's driving one. So they must have had a sale at the local garage and released a a new batch of cars because they're everywhere. Or you open a holiday brochure or a magazine or you go online or wherever it might be. You go to a restaurant and you hear people talking about the very destination that you'd never planned to go to before, had never really been in your awareness. And suddenly everybody's talking about it. Everybody's been there and it's on every advert every lamppost, every brochure, every newspaper, it's everywhere. Or even the the company that you want to work for. It's like you didn't know they existed until last week and suddenly you know three people that work there and you hear somebody in the queue at Tesco's talking about their job there and you think, why on earth is this? So the question is, was it always there or has it just suddenly appeared? Well, it was always there. The things are always there, but if they're not important to you, if they're not something that you're focused on or towards, then they wouldn't have been in your awareness. Your reticular activating system, it activates to alert you for when those things appear. So when you decide something's important to you, when you bring it into your awareness, your reticular activating system is kind of going, yoo-hoo, over here, here's that thing that you said that you want, and then yoo-hoo, over here. So that is why you suddenly notice it everywhere. So your rash, your reticular activating system, that's what it's all about. And I'm sure that you've 
all experienced something like that at some point in your life. So let me take you back a few years and where the book fits in with all of this. So back in, um, it must have been about 2010, maybe slightly earlier, I'd started reading books and heard this concept that we could create our own reality, that if we change our thinking, we could change our life. Now, I was really excited by this and not necessarily for the reasons that you would think. It wasn't the fact that I could go on and achieve all of these great dreams and goals. Yes, that was there, although if I'm honest, I didn't really dare to admit that I had big dreams because I thought that they weren't possible and I would never achieve them. I wasn't good enough to have them. So it was a a kind of don't think about it because it's just depressing uh, thinking about the things that you can't have. So all of these books, the YouTube videos I was watching kept saying the same things over and over again, that I could change my life. I could change my life. Yeah, what I ended up doing was feeling really, really frustrated by the fact that I couldn't work out how. I was doing some of the practices. I was reading constantly. Yet I would notice small changes, but nothing major. And I almost felt more confused by the fact that I was starting to see these things that I wanted. So the car that I wanted was everywhere. And I thought, is that a sign? Should I buy it? Like, what do I do with that information? Where do I go with it? And not only that, but I ended up feeling like a really big failure for not knowing how to create my reality. It was like, there's all these books, all these people saying, I'm in charge of my life. I'm in charge of my mind, my thinking and everything that happens outside of me. Yet I wasn't, I couldn't quite work out what to do with it and how to change it. So it's like, I can't even create my own reality. I can see other people doing it, yet that's not me. So I got myself into a position where I felt really stuck. I was really scared about where my life was going and frustrated by the information that I'd learned, which I, on some level, deep down, I knew to be true, yet I couldn't work it out. I couldn't get my finger around or put my finger on, I should say, get my head around what to do with it. So I went on a bit of a mission because I was at that almost, um, this sounds dramatic, but a, a do or die moment. I wasn't considering doing anything dramatic, yet my life had no purpose. I was existing. I had in my head and my world at that time, I felt like I had no reason to be here. I would drink plenty of alcohol because that would numb the pain. So I'd developed all these coping mechanisms, these what you may call bad behaviours to help get me through that period. So when I thought there could be another way, I held on to it really tight and thought, I need, I need to work this out. So I started um, reading more books and eventually I came to find the tools that I now use in my life today, the tools that I coach others with and the the tools that I train people with. So these tools, these techniques, these ways of thinking, they completely changed my whole mindset. They helped me release those beliefs that had been keeping me stuck for so long. Um, They allowed me to release the past negative emotions, which were driving all of the decisions that I was doing at that point. 
And I was able to forgive myself for the decisions that I'd made because I, you know, I spent years beating myself up for not doing things in the way that I think I should have done, thinking that I should have known better. Whereas I now know that we're always doing the best that we can at any moment in time. So I I was able to forgive myself and accept that that was all I knew at that time. I really was doing the best. So there was a kind of, there was a process of healing and that's a continual process. It's not like you learn these techniques and these tools and whoa, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you're fixed because you're never broken in the first place. There's just things that are getting in the way of you realizing your own brilliance, your own magnificence and lighting up the world with it. So after learning the modalities that I did that allowed me to make those changes, years went by, I've been practicing them in many different capacities. And it was about two years ago that I felt really compelled to start writing the book that I wish that I'd have had back then. Back then, I was in a very tight financial situation. And by tight, I mean, I didn't have any money and I had a lot of debt. So I I was at a minus kind of situation and money was a big factor. It was something that was constantly on my mind. It was continuously running in the background and it was driving everything that I did. And it was really tied to, and money is tied to, your self-worth. And my self-worth was at zero at that point and my money was a great reflection of that. So I used the last of my credit cards to pay to go on this course, which began changing my life bit by bit. It didn't happen overnight. It was a process yet. There was continual progress. Now, what I, when I started writing this book, my intention was I, I was really writing it for the me back then. So I was writing it for my past self. I was writing the book that I wish that I'd have had when I first started reading about this stuff. I read loads of books and all of them were you know, all of them had their place and I was able to take something from them. So what I did with this book is almost try to accumulate all of the knowledge that I had together into one pot. I say all the knowledge, of course, not all the knowledge, it's a book. Yet the principles that I have found most most useful that helped to transform my thinking and look at where I was versus where I wanted to be and what the barriers were. Why wasn't it happening? What was getting in the way so that I could start to take action with the knowledge that I have? Because, you know, when you have a problem, often until you know that it's a problem, you can't do anything about it. Often we're running around on autopilot, being completely oblivious and unaware of the things that are getting in our way. So this book is really going to help you bring into your awareness your own behaviours, your thought patterns, processes, emotions, so you can understand and get to know yourself, which explains why you are where you are, but then also what you can do to begin to make those practical changes. And not just to make life really, really great, but to understand what's going on through like the tough times and how can you take the positive things from those tough times? Because I mentioned in a social media post the other day, I was listening to a podcast, The CLS Experience with Craig Siegel, and he was interviewing Edwin Arorve. I think that's how you say his surname. And Edwin said, when you struggle, you build the muscle you need to sustain success. That really resonated with with me because 
this journey of evolution and growth isn't about it being sunshine, lollipops and roses all of the time. Yet life can absolutely be that and you can focus on the positive in everything. Yet that doesn't mean that you're not going to go through those times where it isn't all hunky-dory and challenges don't come up. It's what we're able to do in those times that forms what happens next. That's the cause of the future that we have that affects where we go for the rest of our lives. So how you can pull those positives out of those negative situations is really, really key. Because are they negative when they are actually the building ground and the muscle to help you propel you to that success? Are they negative at all? Or is that just a perception? So it's really a way of reframing your thinking and just tapping into some of the resources that you already have within you. That's what the book, that's not what the book is about. That's an overview or a flavour of what motivated me to put the book together. It was to just light that spark within you to show you that there is a different way. There's another way of doing this. And here is a starting roadmap. It's not the roadmap because I don't believe that there is a roadmap. There are many roadmaps and it's about tapping into which one works for you with where you are in your journey at that time, which may take you onto a, a new roadmap after that. Yet for me, it was understanding that these things were possible. It lit a fire in my belly and that fire never went out. It dimmed at times when I didn't understand things and I felt frustrated, yet it was there. And I've spent years understanding how to light that fire more so that I can spread it out. I'm not sure if fire is like the best analogy for this, but you get the point. So come past that, that burning desire onto others and ignite a spark. I'm still going with this metaphor. I think it's working. Anyway, <laughs> that was my motivation to write the book is to spread that message and also and to spread it to people that are maybe just starting out and haven't heard of these ideas before or don't know that they can change their thinking. So it's a starting ground. And if you're already in this process and you've been practicing it for years, maybe it will pull all of that information together for you in a nice little package so you can start to activate your ass and know what's going on when you start seeing those things outside of you and what to do with that information and how to access it. So that is why I wrote the book. I am going to be doing a competition very soon. I'm going to be doing a book giveaway. So listen out for that. Um, I am super duper excited to share it with you all. And if you want to keep updated with what's going on behind the scenes and get the latest information on the book and everything. So head to the link in the show notes and you can sign up to receive emails once a month. I'll just keep in touch with you once a month so that you're the first in the know. So have a wonderful week. I've loved chatting with you today. I feel like I've been speaking at 100 miles an hour, but it's kind of been flowing through me and I just want to give it to you as it is. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to sharing more about the book with you, but also some really exciting topics for the podcast as we come towards 2023. So have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.